wanted to talk a little bit about a stupid news trade I've done. I did a couple of days ago. Twitter, everyone knows about why it went up, Elon Musk. And this is a good example because it's a little trickier. This one's tricky because it has so many eyeballs. Everybody's talking about it. And a lot of the best stupid news trades are pretty public, but the more subtle ones sometimes can be better. So knowing that everyone's looking at it, I had to really adhere to my rules, which don't touch it until at least two or three days into the stupid news because there's so much churning and nonsense and it keeps that strength for a little bit longer than you expect. So this one, I didn't. I made a rule. Don't even look at this thing until the third day and see, see where it's at. So the third day came in and it had established a little range in the low 50s. And so I'm thinking, okay, tech and Twitter is in a pretty big downtrend right now. So box checked on, that's my first criteria. I don't like to bet against the trend on these. So I feel like at least it's a neutral trend, but it's been heavy lately. So here it rallies. I don't even know the number, but it's 30, 40%, I can't remember. And you know, I'm thinking who's gonna buy this now? What's the secondary move here um, to take a position in the 50s with, with this market that we're in right now? So knowing that I've done a lot of these, this one just, was if you're going to do it, do it a little smaller and be careful. So the way I approached it was to put something down in the low 50s. So I looked at that range and I just sold the upper third of that range around the 51 half, 52 area on the third day. And I threw my stop above the high. So, I mean, I was only risking like a buck, buck and a half. And my my target for this thing is down in the, the low 40s. If I'm trading it bigger, sometimes what I do is I do a double time frame trade. So if it's the third day and I can get a day trade set up, I'll trade it. A lot bigger and I'll try to take a chunk out of it during the day and then I'll let the rest ride overnight and put my stop above the high or I'll do that a lot of times this one I just put it on with a size that I didn't really care if I got taken out over the high I know I'm waiting for the third day I know it's silly for it to sustain itself up there and and I executed it pretty well so I'm still I'm still short the trade right now I'm gonna look to get out of it probably in the low 40s upper 30s maybe probably low 40s I'm just gonna see how it acts so that's that for that trade. And a lot of the a lot of the best ones happen, I would say, I mean, it depends. There's so many, the best ones by far actually, the slam dunk are when there's a new trend that's breaking out in whatever, good earnings or crypto or whatever you're watching. And it's earlier on and you get that stupid news move. I mean, I can go back and give you a list of 20 or 30 of them that I've saved, 50 of them probably for the last, I don't know, five or six years, even in the, just in stock market, not not to mention futures, which there's been so many of them I can't even count. It's predominantly the way I trade. But um, in futures, I'm sorry, in stocks, I'll give you a couple ideas, a couple big ones. Just, uh, man, what, 2017 was the Jamie Dimon Bitcoin one. When it, Bitcoin went from, I believe it was 3,000 to like, 10,000 and then back down to I think 5,500 or 6,000 when Jamie Dimon said Bitcoin is nonsense and useless and all that kind of stuff and then it proceeded to move all the way to 20,000 so that was a great one with fresh new trend new product new innovation big move and then you get the huge pullback on the stupid new who cares what he says right it doesn't matter at all it's against the prevailing trend and bam that's my trade he'll wait two to three days I get the bars get narrow I find my area I trade my size the right way um, that I'm not going to get blown out if it goes a little bit against me. And maybe when it starts to work, I add more to it. So that's that's kind of the, the gold standard for this. And it can work in either direction. And it often does. Most of them are from the long side because markets usually are going up more than down. But that's that's a that's just an example. Sorry, I'm, people are walking by waving to me as I'm, um, I'm mumbling about the stock market here on a, on a neighborhood walk. So forgive me if I say hi to somebody. 
Um, so that's that. So this, this one is not, I wouldn't consider it at that level. So I, and my size accordingly, I didn't trade as big. It's just a trade where I feel like I know if I can wait a few days and everyone forgets about it, I can get a good spot. And, and it kind of broke at some point where it was showing some weird strength. The market would go down and Twitter would be strong like the second and third day. And all of a sudden, somewhere it snapped. I think there was a report that he might have not disclosed his stake on time. You're always going to get some news like to go against it at some point. Um, it just magically shows up when it's ready to go down. But um, so that's that trade. And I'll go through more of these um, when I do them, and so we can just break them down and see which ones make more sense than the others. And now that I'm on the topic today, some of the ones that I really like too are I call them the collateral damage trade. An example was um, last year. I think there was a, a headline in, I think it was JD, the Chinese stock JD, and they took down um, PDD. Now, this is way before China cracked. This is when China was strong, like a year or two ago. It's just FYI. But they, uh, it's just a good example that's fresh in my mind. They had a, an, an issue with JD or their management or their company or something, and, and JD opened up down like 8 or 9%. And then they took PDD and BI, Billy, BILI, and some other ones down who were doing really well and had a great, they took them right down to really nice technical areas. And those are trades that they, the same day you got to get on that. I call that the collateral damage trade when bad news in one area takes down something else that's, excuse me, related, but not, not, um, not really, you know what I mean? And, and those usually will zip back the same day. So you got to jump on those right away. And those are really good trades. Actually the podcast I did on Rivian was similar. And the, on the other side, it was Tesla had the, the dividend or the share split or whatever it was and it opened up really high and Rivian opened up really high too in a downtrend and it was just a sell all day. So that was a one day trade. I keep those during to the day. I don't hold those overnight usually. Um, the overnight ones are, I trade them smaller if they're overnight unless I have a huge litany of reasons why I think a trend is going to take off. Like that Bitcoin one, that was much bigger because um, I was really bullish on crypto and I thought, you know, this is, has targets. It's not going to stop at 10,000. It, it just Stopped at 10,000 on his comments. Here we're back down to 6,000. So that, that one is different. Um, you can move 50 to 300% or more on those ones that are with the trend. They can really move. Sometimes it takes a few months to get them to play out fully, sometimes less. But um, Ethereum was a good one last year on the China ban when they banned uh, crypto in China for the 50th time. That was another one that um, was a good stupid news trade. So these happen all the time. I'll start to... Um, talk about them more so we can kind of rehearse them. But today in the uh, different trade, well, actually, I should probably do a different podcast. Yeah, I'll do it. It doesn't matter. Today, um, I traded S&P futures today and the CPI report came out and the government, they were all about um, flagging it ahead of time that it was going to be terrible. And oddly, it came out better. Um, I don't know if anybody even trusts or cares about the actual print of the number, but it came out better. So the market had a huge rally. I just could not get the feeling out of my gut all day that markets don't bottom. They don't ever, ever bottom like that. I know that we're not necessarily at an ultimate low to bottom, but we've had three nasty days and we almost never resolve that kind of selling or buying if it's reversed based on a number like that. In fact, those numbers usually are used to wash everybody out. I've seen it again and again. So I was just cautious all day. I tried to buy it a few times and I just could not, something in my gut told me like, yeah, I've seen this before. And everyone who bought this, it's just going to have to puke if this doesn't work. And sure enough, at the, later on in the day, uh, everything unwound and we blew out through the lows and washed out everybody who bought it. So I feel like if we do want to rally in the next few days now, at least we have, uh, I love the positioning reset we had today on that. I'm not saying we the action looks terrible right now. So we probably 
I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not here to predict that day by day right now in this environment for me. But um, that makes a lot of sense to me because I knew that everyone who bought that was stuck in those long positions and the bonds were strong all day. So that usually means bonds strong, tech does better because rates are going down and all that just didn't work today. You just saw those relationships broke down. So it made me realize that there's probably going to be a point where everyone throws in the towel and there's going to be a large move down when everyone who bought that CPI number this morning, which was a surprise, um, uh, a surprise that it wasn't as, as high as it could have been and unwound those longs. And that's exactly what we had. So it's just another example of using news and positioning to trade. It's pretty much how I do all my trades that are good. And I can trade a lot bigger on those because I know why people are stuck. I understand why they're, they're in it and I understand that they have to get out. And when certain levels break, it's going to happen. And that's very, um, organized trading for me. That's how my brain works. It's different than, uh, it's a combination of technicals and positioning and fundamentals. And uh, that's just how I do it. So I'm trying to always use that on different time frames. You can use that thinking. It, it can mutate into events and conferences and people talking. And there can be so many reasons why this sort of thing happens. But as long as I can figure out why somebody else is doing something and why they might be wrong and when they're going to be wrong, I can trade a little bigger because uh, I know that they have to get out and that creates a big move the other way.